Hey, addicts, it's your boy, Rod. Hey, I just want to give a quick disclaimer to the upcoming pod that you're about to listen to. So we got Joe from All Pro Reels on the podcast, and the episode was originally created with YouTube consumption in mind. And with that being said, we highly suggest that you do jump on over to YouTube uh, to watch this episode. But if you want to continue listening, Joe does a fantastic job breaking down the photographs as he describes the moment uh, in which he took those photos. So uh, enjoy the pod. Take care. Hail. Watching the football addicts, baby. Let's go. Watching them football addicts. We've been rapping for years. Always keeping it real. It's Rod, Steve, Devin, Phil. We talking about latest deals and what goes on on the field and happenings with the team. So listen if you a fiend. Go Rod. Go Steve. Go Phil. Go Dale. Go Rod. Go Steve. What's going on, Washington Football Addicts, Washington Football fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Washington Football Addicts podcast. Um, as always, we're going to open up our show as F- Big Phil always does. You know, he, he splits the history behind everything. And, uh, and Phil, go ahead and take it away. Number 82, we are going to dedicate to the miracle in Michigan himself, Michael Westbrook, also known as Hands of Stone, whatever you want to call him, uh, the, the, the star that never was. Um, if you if you're around our age, if you're in your late thirties, maybe even a little younger, a little older, um, you know the name Michael Westbrook, and you remember it because he was a first round draft pick out of uh, Colorado. He was known as the man who caught the miracle in Michigan pass from uh, Cordell Stewart. Which, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. One of the most amazing hail mary passes in the history of football. Uh, he was in, he was uh, the 1994 winner of the uh, Paul Warfield Trophy for best receiver in college football. Came to Washington and couldn't stay healthy for for the life of this dude. Could not stay healthy. Um, I mean, there was seasons where he was playing 11 games, 11 games, 13 games, 11 games, and didn't even get to start all of them because they were still bringing him back from injury. Nonetheless. He did lead the team in receiving yards uh, three different times and uh, also led the team – or, sorry, two different times and led the team in receptions once as well in 2001. Um, Finished out his career one season with Cincinnati afterwards. We don't care about that because he didn't do anything. But uh, he was always that guy who flashed potential. 6'3", 220, fast, flashed all his potential and just – could not stay healthy, but the one season he was healthy and offensive through the ball, 99. You can go back and listen to my Washington way back on that. Um, he was fantastic, and you saw the star he could be. Um, after football, he took up a career in MMA. Now, if you were a fan, you remember in 98 in training camp, 
he put the he put the hammer fists right to Stephen Davis. Yeah, led the um, team in ass whoopings. I mean, it's not often you see a fullback take an ass whooping from a wide receiver, but uh, yeah, that, that tells you how hard Michael Westbrook can punch. Um, so he had a professional MMA career where he was one one and one. And uh, I, I, although I personally love his one win, it was his debut match. He fought uh, Jared Bunch, who was a former fullback for the Giants, and uh, submitted him with a rear naked choke in less than five minutes. So <laughs> anytime you beat on a Giant, I'm happy. So All right. uh, you know, kudos to Michael Westbrook. Um, younger fans may know him from that, that MTV show Bully. What was it? One where they, they, you know, some yeah, kids yeah, getting yeah, bullied, yeah. so you know, you hire an MMA fighter to beat up your bully in the ring or in the <laughs> octagon. And uh, Michael Westbrook got to be one of those MMA guys who got to beat up some bully, and he roughed up the kid pretty well, too. Man, 82. We couldn't have did Logan Paulson. I'm just kidding. 82 is <laughs> a good one. Westbrook. Good, 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 good pick. He's though. by far got the highest <laughs> career value on yeah, uh, yeah. Pro you. Football Reference. Well, like I said, thanks, Phil, for opening it up. I got myself. I'm Steve. We got Phil, did the intro. We got Dev. And we also joined by a, uh, a special guest tonight, uh, Mr. Joe Glorioso. And he's from the company called All Pro Real. So let's give, give Joe a, a round of applause and, and welcome. Thanks for coming out with us tonight, Joe. Uh, and Joe, whether you guys know tonight, Joe is a friend of my wife. They grew up together and she, she told me to tell you hi and Holy Spirit flames forever before we got That's started. Right. That's right. <laughs> we made we we used to say flame on before it became a really bad yeah before uh, drag on uh, uh ruined right. that for everybody right, right. You can't, you can't so joe thank th- thank you for coming on tonight man welcome to the show of course i appreciate you guys yeah. having me on and, and having an interest in yeah in absolutely you joined our facebook a while back and and you're always putting out some phenomenal content with your photos and your crew and i just couldn't wait to actually sit down and, and talk to you about you know, what's that like? How does that work? Because you're just, you know, you have access that some of us will never have. And it, it, it's going to be fascinating to hear that. So, but before we get started, um, tell us your fan story. So, clear, how, how did you become a fan of this team growing up? So, the earliest memory that I have was told to me. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't recall it, but I know that I watched the Raiders Super Bowl with my parents uh, back in 80, I guess that would have been 82. Two, three, yes. 82, and then I think, yeah, 82, 81. 83, January of 84. Yes, yes. So I I witnessed that. I was told. The first real memory that I have, like as my fandom fandom started, was actually the Joe Theismann broken leg game. Um, That was when – and it was kind of weird, like it's kind of surreal because like they were doing so well, right? And then that happens, and you would have thought that like that in my longest memory, I would have been like, "Holy shit!" Like I don't want to watch football anymore. But instead, it was like, "Okay, I root for this team. Their their quarterback just broke their leg. This is really cool, and I'm gonna go to school and wear Redskins gear for the rest of my life." So, my fandom really started kind of then, and then. Obviously, as we won Super Bowls in the late 80s and and early 90s, um, I constantly go back and say, you know, if I would have known back then that I would never see another Super Bowl again for another, you know, who knows how long until we see one, uh, I would have appreciated those a little bit more, Uh, probably would have cut out the newspaper clippings and and held on to them for a little bit longer. But um, 
you know, I, all in all, I kind of, I guess I grew up through the glory years. And so it was really easy for me to kind of hang on to that fandom as this team tanked and went into the, the isolation years of the post Gibbs era into, you know, into the two thousands. And then obviously where we're at today. So that's really kind of a quick recap of my fandom, if you would. Nice. That's, you know, that's kind of similar to all of us too. Um, I think we all have a similar fan story, whether we're born from born and raised in this area or not. That's good stuff. Yeah. Every time we have a guest come on the show, we always want to figure out, you know, how did they become a fan of this team? Anytime I run into other people with like, especially Cowboys fans in in Northern Virginia, the DMV, you know, this Joe, like I always want to know how the hell did you become a Cowboys fan living in this area? It's fascinating, but, but 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 I digress. I digress. Go ahead, Phil. Uh, I was going to say, you know, thank goodness you don't remember that Raiders Super Bowl because that was a travesty. Um, I've watched that game once, and I never will again. Uh, so I, Steve talked about you a lot in our in our group chats and so forth, and I've seen your stuff on, on uh, in the Facebook group. But I'm curious, you know, what exactly is All Pro Reels, and, and, and how did you get started with doing what you do? All right, everybody got a second for this because this, this, this is going to take a little bit of time to explain. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Why we're here. We're, we're, um, we're a digital media company, and we, we cover the professional sports in the area. So your, your major, you know, NFL, NBA, NHL, um, all, the, all the acronym leagues. Um, we also do a little bit of high school whenever it comes into the WCAC. I have a affinity for the WCAC because I went to Paul the Six back before Paul the Six was actually a really Go good Stags! Team. Yeah, yeah, we used to we used to get stomped all the time by Dematha. Um, they would book us for homecoming games. That was how bad we were. So <laughs> it, was, it was never it was never good. We were always the running joke. Um, but anyways, I digress there. Um, so we 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 do photography, um, and then we freelance for some other organizations as well, and, and shoot for them. And so as a result of that, we have a ton of content. Uh, we have a team of about. 13 or 14 content creators and that's photographers and videographers um, who we all kind of know through at least one degree of Kevin Bacon. Uh, my co-founder, Robert Banez is uh, good. Well, he's now, he's kind of like family now, but we met each other in 2017. Um, he was a very, very angry young man who had a lot of uh, um, intensity on the basketball court. We met at an open gym and uh, over the years, he's just kind of, mellowed out a little bit and taken to some, some mentoring. And I really kind of, I gave him the opportunity that I received back in 2009 and he really kind of took it and, and kind of took it to the next level and ended up jumping professions. Uh, and, and now he's, he's doing his thing, but he's doing his thing in photography and he, he did not go to school for photography, but it's where he's at now. And so the combination of skill between, you know, what he's doing on a day-to-day basis and then, what I do for a living, which is social media consulting and digital consulting. Um, you merge those two things together and we kind of know what we're doing on social media. You know, we, we're just always out there to make sure that we're putting out high quality content that fans want to see, you know, and try to give them you know, those behind the scenes looks, uh, the, the stuff that the fan would shoot. You know, I am a fan. And so it's easy for me to kind of uh, take the ticket that I have, right? The ticket that I have and then turn it back into what would my friend want to see? Like what kind of, you know, you're going to read the paper and you're going to read a magazine. You're going to see on TV, the action shots, the ones, you know, the, the, the guys who are in the AP and the Getty images and all that stuff. And so we compete with them in the sense that like, you know, we're there and we're taking that photo as well, but 
nine times out of 10, they're going to kind of beat us to the punch, getting it out into the public. And then obviously, you know, perhaps they've got a little bit slightly better angle uh, for where they're at. So anyway, it's getting long story short there, but yeah. um, you know, we, we just want to kind of put out high quality content that our fans really enjoy. And so when I go back and I talk about the opportunity that Rob got, <clears throat> the genesis of all pro reels is actually dates back to 2007. And I was a member of a message board that was called Wizards Extreme. Okay. And Wizards Extreme was a, was a kickoff of Extreme Skins, the, the original Redskins oh, forum. Yeah. And so uh, an old friend of mine, Asad Nakvi and Matt Nakvi, the Nakvi brothers, um, they noticed that I was a really kind of intense moderator on their web, kind of risen through the levels of the message board world and got to level of moderator. And so they reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in being an admin on their site, blah, 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 blah. I am also a Wizards fan. I'm sorry for anybody else out there who is as well, because you know the misery of, of being. It's okay. Yeah. Phil and I are. This is a place where I can come in the, and, and yes. cry. Well, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm a, saying, yeah. I'm a He's Knicks a Knicks fan, fan so. so. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> Same yeah. boat. I think, yeah, I feel like you can, you can kind of relate with us sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was part of this message board for a little bit of time. And then, you know, at the time I was about 26 years old, had a, had my oldest son. Um, and I, I kind of needed a little bit more return on the investment for my time and efforts into it. So I asked the guys, have you, have you guys ever looked into getting credentials? Have you ever looked into, you know, do you taking this a step further and trying to, you know, nobody had done it of course. And so for the next like two or three months, I continued to badger the wizards PR department, uh, begging them for credentials. And then finally, I think they just got tired of me and relented and allowed me to come in on a game-by-game -game basis. And so that was kind of the start of me in the media world. And so from that, you know, I started writing and doing, you know, reporting, if you would. But what I found real quick in that world, uh, the media world, if you would, these journalists who go to school are really good at what, what they do. They, they, it, there, is a, there is a art form to writing recaps from games and where I found myself was kind of in a situation where I'm looking around the arena. I know I've got to type out 600 words about this game, but what the hell is going to differentiate me from at the time, Mike Lee from the Washington post or, you know, David Aldridge writing for, for TNT at the time. And it's just like, man, I'm not that good. I didn't go to school for journalism, so I'm not really going to be that guy. So I started looking around the arena and I saw the photographers on the floor and I said, those guys have the best seat in the house. And I kind of dig photography a little bit at the time. I was never, I didn't go to school for anything, but I kind of dug photography. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. And so I put in a request to, to be a photographer. And I think after a couple of no's, they finally let me on the floor. And then from there, it's just kind of, everything is kind of just snowballed and you just take every opportunity. And it kind of goes back to now fast forward to 2017 when I told Rob, when I brought him on as a reporter and then he needed to reinvent himself, you know, everything is about what you do with the opportunity. All of us are given opportunity, right? And it's just a matter of whether it's the right time or what you knew how to do with it, or I'm not going to sit here and preach to a bunch of people who are my age, but at the time in 2009, 2010, when all of this was happening, I like to, I, I said this uh, last week when I, I posted 20 pictures from the last decade. Um, and I went back and looked at some of my old, old photography. I was a terrible photographer in 2010, an absolute terrible photographer, but I had elite access. 
And I'm talking about, I was at NBA All-Star Games. I was at the Preakness. I was, you know, I've done um, you know, boxing events. You Come name down it. to the and, Derby. And uh, no, I went to the, I did the Preakness. And, wow. and so the second leg, I think that is of the Triple Crown. Um, and it was a year, <clears throat> it was a year that the, the horse had won the other race. And so they were coming into this one. He was a favorite. Didn't end up winning. I think it was California something. It was a California Bob Bapper horse. That's what I remember. But it, crazy experience. And, you know, all of it is just the result of when I went in, I just kind of tried to make, it wasn't even about making friends as much as it was just kind of watching what people do, appreciating it, and then kind of telling them how much I appreciated what they did. Like, it, it's an art form. Uh, being able to kind of write is an art form. Being able to take pictures is an art form. And so from that networking, it just kind of spiraled. And I met Ben Standig uh, from The Athletic Now. Um, and Ben Standig actually opened up. Um, I owe a lot to them um, because he, he helped me out with, uh, with the Redskins, my first Redskins credential back in 2016, I think, uh, with Breaking Burgundy. Um, with his website that he had. And, you know, he asked if I was interested in coming to shoot for him. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, I yeah. want to go do it. I had, at that point, I had only done one Redskins game and one Redskins practice. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Darwin. Uh, Darwin, who was friends with Nick Sunberg. And Nick Sunberg got him the pass for me to come out to training camp. And then it ended up, he ended up getting us into that game, which was the game against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, where RG3 ran it back, but I'll, I, I'll save that for a picture down the road here. Um, so it just kind of long story you know, short, I met a bunch of people who opened a bunch of doors for us. And, you know, here we are today now where we, we're getting DMs from people who think that they we're just going to give them access to our Redskins or to our Washington football team games. And, you know, can I come shoot for you? And can I do this? And, it's, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, I, people are out there and they're hungry. I've never really seen it when kids weren't doing what the kids are doing nowadays. When I was yeah. growing up, they, kids, we were playing sports. Like I didn't really care about shooting sports back then. Uh, I wanted to play. Um, but nowadays these kids have these cameras and they've got these sophisticated video rigs and all this other stuff. And so, you know, we just try to kind of vet out and we're very selective about who we want to give opportunities to. We, uh, I'm not going to lie, we kind of tend to focus more on, um, you know, kids who we don't think would ever get the chance in a normal environment to yeah, do absolutely. those kinds of things, man. Yep. And, and it's like, you know, our model is, is, is pay it forward. And that's what Rob and I kind of strive to do is we just pay forward. I've been blessed with many, many opportunities and I've been blessed with many photographer friends many mentors who have helped me along the way and i'd be an asshole if i didn't give back um to people who you know have no idea what this world is like or how this world operates um you know it's yeah. just kind of i feel like it's my duty to kind of do that with this small little organization that we've built so right that is that's an awesome story joe that is that is tremendous man that Thanks. that really that makes me happy Thanks. now is this a full-time gig for you? Is all pro reels full-time for you? This is, you have a full-time job and you do all pro reels when, when the opportunity, when, when you have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. So I do, I do digital, digital media. So I focus yep. on uh, helping people with their messaging on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you name it. You know, we just kind of try to <clears throat> try to help them with messaging, uh, create content, you know, think of new ideas to, to attract their crowds um, to entertain their fans, 
and uh, you know how to manage these social media platforms that a lot of us I, I liken it to to our brains. We only use a certain percentage of our brains. Uh, a good majority of of people out there have no idea what's actually going on on Facebook or how to use right. Facebook or how to use Instagram properly or how to properly you know don't do certain things. If you only post a couple times a day, it's not really going to work for you. You kind of got to get things feeding into the algorithm. And so just going out there and teaching people the, 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 the power of social media, how to use it, you know, the, the bad parts, the good parts and all that other stuff. So that's what pays the, the, the bills. Um, and then uh, luckily because I, I'm, I'm, I've reached the stage I have in my professional career. You know, I was able to build APR and my wife doesn't get on me too much now for the, all the time that I'm gone to cover these games anymore because, you know, we can, APR is a self-sustaining uh, business now. So we, yeah. uh, that's where we're at. That's awesome. You probably saw Phil at a training camp. <laughs> were you out there the whole time? Uh, I was there actually. Yes, I was, uh, I was there from Wednesday until Saturday, baking my ass off in that, in that, that sun out there it was it was hot yeah it was hot. It was, i lost it was, lost about four pounds man made it a move out there, man. <laughs> can't say i did i was in i was up in, the, in i was walking back and forth between the field and the, and the vip area and uh slight flex right there but uh i uh couldn't turn down the cheap beer I mean, yeah. it was definitely not FedEx prices, so why not? But so Joe, so Phil, is one, Phil is one of our fan ambassadors that the team has. You know, the program they stood up the oh, fan okay. ambassador program. So Phil, Phil is lucky enough to be one of our fan ambassadors, and he's lucky to be on. You know, here here with us too. So we, That's we awesome. it's, yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of access. So what we're going <laughs> to transition into now is is just to hear from you talk about some of these photos. So uh, as we pop these photos up, I, I would just ask for the you know as as this gets posted to the audio people in, in, in the world, the Spotify's, the Apple uh, podcasts, all that stuff. Uh, if you could describe the photo and then just give us a background. Now, did you take every one of these photos I'm about, I'm about to show? Yes. All of okay. Them are, so just all give all us a background them. of the photo, what it is, the moment, and then what it, what it, what it just kind of means. So let, let's just go ahead and transition into that. Cause this is, this is what I'm, I'm excited for right now. All right. And so pop up here in just a second. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, this was Terry's first touchdown um, it, against the Eagles up in Philly. And the reason that this one stood out to me is because there's a really, really famous shot. Um, well, I say famous, you know, Terry famous, if you would. I'm sure everybody knows it, but he's doing this little kung fu thing, a majigger that he does, like after he scores touchdown. But it was the first time that he did it, and you could see Richardson was hype, Trey Quinn was hype, everybody was just kind of like we were, we were all just. I mean, even as me with the camera, I was just kind of like, wow, oh my God, what the hell did I just watch? This guy just, you know, ran on him. Um, but on the other side of this, that the other side of the, the karate chop picture, I'm actually standing there um, and you can see me in the background of that picture. So it's one of my little kind of famous moments without really anyone knowing that it was me because I was kind of hidden in the shadows of one of the players. Um, but it was also my first road game up to Philly. Um, and I got heckled um, up in Philly pretty badly because I think I was wearing a W hat, which actually was for Westfields. Um, it had nothing to do with the with the Washington football team at the Redskins at the time. Um, but everybody thought that it was Washington because it was a W, and so and oh, in territory. Time, and so yeah. do you, so. Do you wear do you wear team gear when you go up no, there, or you try to stay neutral? No. 
See, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to date myself here, but there's a movie called PCU. I don't know if that's yes! PCU. Yes! Yeah. You I love that movie. You, you don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. And so we have the same rule for our photographers. You don't go in Wizards gear to shoot a Wizards game. You don't go in football team gear to go shoot the football team, et cetera, et cetera. So fair enough. That's okay. uh, no, but we also, um, Philly fans, I will tell you, if your car is parked in their parking lot and their parking lot is kind of, it's, it's really nice how their stadiums are situated because the football stadium is next to the baseball stadium is next to the basketball arena. But if you've got any plates from out of town, your car is subject to be egged or toilet paper or you, you name it. They're pretty bad up there. Pretty that bad. sounds about right. <laughs> Part for the course. Been there. Done Even that. Santa Claus isn't safe. We, we, we know this. We know this. <laughs> so have you guys. I don't, I don't have, talk have, shit about Philly anymore, man. I, yeah, I got, yeah. they ran me, they ran me ragged a year and a half ago. I posted a picture of one of their special teams guys flicking me off. And I was, it was, it was such an absurd picture. And in hindsight, I should have just not said anything, but the, I had to I had to go private on my Twitter account. It was awful. It was terrible. There 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 are some terrible human beings in Philadelphia, in the city of Philadelphia. Just oh, you yeah. no business, no business can, being on I can, earth, I can attest to that. Been <laughs> there, been there, done that. So yeah. have you have you guys ever did you was there ever thought of like maybe we should try to give this to Terry or try to see if you know it's a pretty big moment for him, first touchdown. Yeah, so we we um <laughs> There's a, I, don't take this as a flex, guys. Because it's not intended to be, but like we flex. we do get a lot of DMs from a lot of players, and it's led to you know some some decent contact relationships, if you would. And we, we like to maintain the integrity of our images when we're giving them to the players, and so when you transfer through Instagram, there tends to be a little bit of a loss of resolution, and so uh, we we do ask them if they ask for a picture back, we do ask them for their you know their phone numbers so that we can give it to them in, in text format or you know now telegram works as well but yeah um long long story short for this one terry does know that this it, picture exists um and it has been sent to him before um along with quite a few other ones that we've that we've given to him as well that's awesome okay cool all right let's go on to this terry, one. T- terry's good people by the way like really wow. really just genuine genuine people he seems so down to earth as advertised i mean anybody who takes the time to thank you for taking pictures of them you know you got my yeah got my salute there so this game there's actually a video that i took that actually was better than any images that i took from this game and it was the i had a, a really really cool vantage point in the end zone um where terry caught that haskins pass at the very end of the game I don't know if you all remember, but he kind of like reached back and or had to like contort his body a little yeah. bit. So I caught, there was no other cameras there and I caught video of it. And so the angle is just, it's, it's sick. Uh, you can see the ball coming in and Terry just kind of snags it and like turns and for, for the touchdown. But the other reason why I love this picture in this game was it was my first time at Lambeau Field. And, you know, when you walk into the Mecca of football, like Lambeau Field, like, you know, I've been to quite a few stadiums, um, historic stadiums like that. I don't, I think that really was kind of the cream of the crop, the first, you know, real kind of moment where when I entered the field, 
Um, the timing was perfect too, because actually when we walked out before the game, we're typically out there about three hours, three and a half hours before the game. Um, when I walked out, they were testing the fog machine. And so I got to walk out with a video of me walking out with the fog and then boom, all you see is Lambeau field. I'll shoot that to you afterwards. Steve, yeah. You see what I'm talking about. It was, it was just wild. I mean, you just kind of, and then you just, I got stuck. I got stuck there, like kind of just looking around and it's just this beautiful, ugly green and yellow stadium, you know, that's about to be packed with rabid fans. And um, it was really, it was a surreal experience to be honest with you, man. Like Packers fans, they're, they're so nice that I think they want to hate you, but it doesn't really work. Like, it's it's almost like it's pretend how they're how they're like oh boo and it's not really a yeah. real like boo like right when somebody, like, like when somebody from another country try to use American cuss words like yes you know. yeah <laughs> yeah one hundred percent mother butthole you're like no that's not a word <laughs> <laughs> yes um, but it, they were the friendliest people and it was just it was a it was a it was a great time I I don't there's really nothing up there but. Green Bay Packers football. Um, getting yeah. to the stadium was a whole. That was an adventure in and of itself. I actually flew into Chicago. It was my wife's birthday weekend, and so for me, in order for me to be able to shoot that game, I had to talk her into going to Milwaukee, and she wasn't having the Milwaukee trip, but she was interested in Chicago. So believe it or not, for this game, we we flew to Chicago. I got up at four o'clock in the morning with one of my really good friends, Abdullah, Abdullah Sharif. And Abdullah and I drove seven and a half hours in the morning to Green Bay, into snowy Green Bay. It was snowing at the time. Um, and then we drove seven and a half hours back to go to the airport and jump on a plane and come home. I did all of that to, to go watch the Green Bay. Great. But I wasn't about to miss I wasn't about to miss that game. That was yeah. you never know when you're gonna get it. And that that, you know. That actually is one of the things, one of my first mentors in photography told me there's uh, there's two rules to live by and you'll never, you'll never have any regrets if you remember them. Number one was you can't pay for the ticket that the photographer has. It's not on StubHub. It's not available for purchase anywhere. And so you value it as if, you know, that it, it's no one else can get it. So you got to make the most of your opportunity there. And the second thing is to shoot every game like it's the last time that you'll ever have access again. And so that was one of those moments where I knew I get credentialed for it. I just didn't know if I would ever go back there. I didn't know, you know, who knows when Washington would play Green Bay again. I didn't know, certainly didn't know it was going to be in 2021, but, you know, you just kind of take advantage of the moment. That, had, that actually was the second time I shot Aaron Rodgers because I shot him when he was here at FedEx the year prior or the year before that. It was one of those, one of those two years they all kind of run together. So nice. anyways, that, that was all, that was the big story about that Green Bay game. Very cool. How about this one? So this was my first Cowboys Redskins game. I, I can, can I keep saying Redskins on here, guys? Like I don't want to piss anybody off here. Like I'm, I'm I'm the only one I'm the only one contractually bound right now. Yeah, so. you're good. You're good. Okay. Speak away. Right. Speak away, bro. Yeah. So this was my first Cowboys Redskins game. Uh, Preston actually got to Dak on this play. Um, it was a. It was kind of just a wild, wild play kind of unfolding in front of my eyes. This isn't my best Cowboys Redskins shot. The best one I have is actually Ryan Kerrigan stripping Preston Smith in the, in the end zone. And then 
was it Preston who ran it in for a touchdown? I think at FedEx Field. I think that's what happened. Yeah. And then and then he came back. So I actually have video of that one as well, which is probably my second favorite video that I've ever shot. And by video, guys, the only thing I mean is I, I strapped my iPhone at the time to the top of my camera, and so you can hear my camera clicking as I'm shooting the photos, and then you can also see the video happening from kind of nice. far away. But um, so this this game. This was just really cool, man, to experience Redskins Cowboys. I know it's nothing like what it used to be, uh, but the the fans were juiced. Like you know, the 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 intensity was there from the from the very beginning of the game. Um, just a really really fun game to 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 be a part of. Um, and a ton of other images as well that came from this. Yeah. But um, yeah. also one of the games where I really kind of came to like Preston Smith a lot. Like I'm really sad that we saw him go because he was actually. Um, really good guy on the field as well as off the field. Yeah, Preston was a good guy. Um, I just think that you know they didn't want to pay him, pay him the money what he thought he was worth. It's just the bit ugly business side. Yeah, the yep. Cowboys games are always hype, man. It's 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 just funny. Hopefully, we're treading to a new era where there's less Cowboys fans in the stadium. But you know, we had season tickets for years, and it was I would say 50, 50 maybe sixty forty at best. But yeah. they took over that stadium, man. I hated it every yeah. second of it. Yeah, it's uh prior to this game, the last game that I was at was the um was the one where we blew them blew them out with Cooley doing all yeah. sorts of crazy nonsense to them. Um so that was the last Redskins Cowboys game I went to and then then this this came up and it was, it was a fun fun little shit, fun thing to be a part of. Again, one of those kind of bucket list things where yeah, you know, you just never never know if I'm gonna get to shoot that again. So Absolutely. Okay. How about this one? So this one was this is from the continuation the, of the play you just described. This is the right when Kerrigan stripped um, Kerrigan stripped Dak in the end zone, and then Preston ran it in for a touchdown. So I actually have an image of Kerrigan. It's kind of high, so it's not my one of my best shots, but you can definitely tell it's Kerrigan stripping Dak. Then I got this, and then obviously I got the video that came away from this. So the reason that this one stood out was because. This was probably the loudest that I've ever witnessed FedEx Field in my entire time there as a fan and as a photographer. Um, and because I was right there in that end zone um, where it happened, it was almost kind of like amplified by two because everyone was so juiced in the end zone right there. I mean, it's like literally where it happened. It's not like it happened on the other side of the field. It right. was literally right to my right. And so... I just remember kind of as I'm shooting, it's it's it was just a weird like I had tingles like from all the screaming and the yelling. And again, I'm a fan. You know, I do get lost sometimes in these games, guys, when when a touchdown happens, and I'm like, you know, can we curse on here? Can we, is oh, that go, go ahead. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, like or you know, you're just like Oh shit, I gotta take the picture. I gotta take the picture. <laughs> right. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I use I use mother butthole while I want to rechange that. If we cussing. <laughs> I love the mother bottle. I actually might. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, I just remember like, you know, it was, it, you kind of get lost in the moment, but I ended up, luckily I was shooting video, so I didn't have to worry about getting all the frames of people coming towards me, but I got the two main shots. And again, just, you know, one of those moments where it was, it was just surreal, just kind of being down there watching it. You know, the guys are walking right past me, which by the way, you know, guys, I'm, five foot six. And so when Preston Smith and 
you know, John Allen, who I believe John Allen was there in that in that scrum. I'm pretty sure he was there. It was 2017, 2018. Yeah, he was there. Um, and, you know, Trent Williams was also uh, part of that game. And so, like, these huge mammoth people are walking by me, and I'm, I'm, you know, just kind of dwarfed by it all, but having it right in front of me. It's just a surreal moment. Surreal mm. moment. Yeah, that that's the insight we were, we were, we were looking for. Just like you said earlier, you had that unfettered access that some of us will never have access to, and it, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, tell us about tell us about this one, the legend himself, Joe Gibbs. Yeah, so this dude's this dude's. I mean, you talk about like I've read all his books. Um, you know, when when people ask me who my favorite Redskin is, it's it's Joe Gibbs. Um, I, I I just it's it's my childhood. And then when they brought him back, he was a part of kind of ushering us through what happened to Sean Taylor. Like that's kind of how I remember Gibbs, period. I remember him from the first time around through the glory years. And then I remember him kind of helping us all get through Sean. Because uh, I don't know that any other coach could have. I don't know that any other – you know, I certainly don't think Jim Zorn could have ushered us through the, no. the, the Sean Taylor tragedy. Um, I, I just – he's, he's a he's – a, <laughs> definitely don't think the the purple purple would have would have ushered us through there either but um again i had never really kind of been that close to joe before um it was kind of stalkerish if you would you know how close i am here with with my lens but um it was a it was a good shot it was against the chicago bears um and you know just kind of seeing him um he actually paused because he went and he talked to some people right after this. And then afterwards he came up and, you know, waved to all the photographers um, and then sat and chatted with us for a couple of minutes. Um, and it was just kind of, it was kind of cool to see the personal side of Joe, you know, he didn't need to do it. He could have just kept walking. He knows he's VIP. He knows he's the king there. Got a ton of people screaming his name. He just talked to this kid in a wheelchair. You know, he could have went about his business, but instead he turned around and, he oddly in Joe Gibbs type form, of course, thanked the photographers for being there as if we like did something. And it was just, you know, thank you guys. I was waiting for him to tell me we fought our guts out to, to be there, but you know, no, no, no such luck on that, but it was a, just another one of those surreal cool moments. Yeah. Have you got to meet him in person? Like close up? No, not like, not any more than, 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 than like this. No. Yeah. No. That's cool. Okay. No. This one. Oof. Tough game. Yeah. So I have a, uh, so I, we've instituted kind of a rule. I instituted a rule for us. We don't, we don't post publicly images of injuries. Yeah. And I just, out of respect for these guys and, and what they do, um, we showed the after effects. Like I, this picture we did go up with, but I have mm -hmm. a picture of his leg you know, hanging off. Right. And it was just kind of like, it was a, I hate to keep using the word guys, but again, it's just one of those moments where you just, you, you, it just makes you kind of think through things a lot. Um, because now that we know the after story, right. And all the things that happened afterwards, the project 11. Like I, yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of, I can zoom in and just kind of like put myself back to the position where I was at the play that happened right before it. I have the sequence. I have the sequence where the guy is the, the safety. I can see Alex looking at the safety. I can see Alex pointing to the safety. I can see 
you know, the, the line of scrimmage. I could see the next scene. I could see JJ Watt on the next scene and like the build up to it. And so in my mind, I also have kind of, it's like a moving gif. Like I can just see it over and over and over again. And this one really kind of just stuck with me. This game was such a wild game because it was kind of going back and forth, back and forth. And then this happened and it really like, you talk about things that take the life out of a stadium. I can't really recall the nearest moment that I, that, that I can recall for this one was the bills game where Joe blew it with the field goals. Um, and he called the extra timeout. And it was, I believe that was the Sean Taylor towel game too. Yeah. Um, and the crowd was just like, like the whole, like the souls left our bodies as we were witnessing what was happening. And you could kind of feel the season was over when this happened and it was such a weird feeling, but I, everybody kind of knew it. And it was, it was just, yeah. it was a really, really weird thing to see. I remember hearing, you could hear Alex screaming, man. It was, it was just, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy to be there and witness it. And then when you see the story, like I said, you see the stories afterwards and you hear, you know, Oh, Joe Theismann did it on the same yard line and the same type of situation, yeah, whatever all those kind of connected dots things are. And, you can come back and do that Nostradamus type shit and, and, you know, Oh yeah, look, look at all the similarities and all this. Um, just a wild, wild game to be a part of and to be there for. You didn't happen to cover the, when Colt McCoy did it too, did you? I was there for Colt's game too. Well, you I were. did not get, yes, I did not get his, uh, I did not get his injury. I think I was focused on something else at the time, but yes, I was there for that one. Okay. Wow. That'd have been crazy if you had very like similar, similar shots, but cause it was a very similar injury, you know, not, mm-hmm. not too far behind the same one though. Yeah, yeah. This definitely was a beginning, beginning of the end. And I would say it would signal the beginning and end of Jay Gruden as well as, as the ship went down that record. Uh, we were what six and three at the time. Six I think three. Yeah. And after so. that, I don't think we won a game for the rest of the season. Right. Yeah. This is the season we ended with, uh, yeah, Josh Johnson, Johnson uh, Josh Mark Sanchez. We won, we won, we won one we game. Won one. And that was that was that Josh Johnson game against. Uh, oh Jacksonville. Probably one yeah. of the lowest lowest points next to like Rex and Beck that I can remember as as a fan. But yeah, yeah. this is this is a great photo. It capture it captures a lot. Like you said, I I respect the fact that you got you didn't post you know the the, the actual injury, but this right here just says so much and he went through so much. And I know there's a little bit of bad blood of some of the things he said after he, you know, got healed up, but you know, we still have love for Alex a little bit for what, what he, what he did and what he, what he did for our team, but let's finish on a high note. Let's talk about this one. This is one of the, my, one of my favorite memories as a, as a fan of this team. So Joe, go ahead, bro. One of my, one of my, and this is one of my first lessons in, um, (laughs) trust trust your own instincts of where you, of where you are so i was on the opposite sideline two plays before this play i was on the other side of the bench so think this started around the 20 around the 30 yard line i believe on the, yeah, we're on definitely the in our side. territory i think we we're around yeah, the 30 yeah. or so yeah so i was on the opposite side two plays before this so i'm sitting around the 25 30 yard line waiting for the offense to come down and so as a photographer, we always kind of want to have the, the groups coming towards us. And so we, we typically, we move from sideline and then kind of move our way into the end zone. And then you'll see us all parked in the end zone, trying to get the end zone shots. And I saw a bunch of people going to the other side of the bench, moving over to the offensive side. 
in general, that typically is you don't think that the offense is going to do anything, and so you want to get some shots of, of line of scrimmage stuff. So instead of standing my ground and, and doing what I believed was going to happen, which was that the offense was going to come this direction, I went down to the other side with the rest of the herd, and I ended up salvaging this one shot of RG3 breaking away from the pile. However, had I stayed where I was, I would have had a clear-cut shot of RG3 running towards me for about 40 yards, and then I would have been one of those great photographers who was able to get him jumping into the stands yep. and doing that one pose with, you know, with, with all the fans, the fans up there, yep. which was the money shot. And it just goes to show you, you know, you got to have a little bit of luck in this business. Um, and you got to have a little bit of common sense and don't follow the herd. Just follow your instinct. But oh, luckily man. I salvaged this, this one little glimmer. Um, I could argue with myself about some of the coloring in it. I could get really technical and, you know, it's not as sharp as I want it to be, but at the same time, it is a pretty cool reminder that that guy ended up 70 yards later in the end zone for one of the most memorable touchdowns of the last decade. I, oh, I feel man. like I can yeah. confidently say that. What what a play. And and we 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 thought we, we were on cloud nine after this play. You know, we had oh, our, yeah. we had our quarter. We finally had a guy. Finally had a guy. And I remember he went up the left sideline, jumped into the stands, just like you said, and and uh what an what an amazing play. That's when you really saw that all pro, you know, that all world sprinter speed that no one no one could catch him. And then, you know, yeah, our, dream, our the, dreams were crushed a few weeks later. The, the sidelines, sidelines were electric, man. The sidelines yeah. were electric. He was. I've got a picture of him dapping up Kyle Shanahan. I got a picture of him dapping up Mike Shanahan. You know, everybody was was jazzed up for that. Like yeah. that 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 got the entire the bench was screaming the whole time. Uh, you know, <laughs> was, yep. I can't remember who exactly these kids. Run, fucking run, run, run! <laughs> Just kept saying, kept cursing. Didn't even yeah. make any sense. Kind of like the the cursing from earlier. But run, fucking run, run. Yeah. So, uh, so my wife and I, we were at this game, and and we clearly didn't have the. We were on the opposite side of the field of where he was running, so we were on the, we were on the right over the visitor tunnel side. So we didn't have this vantage at all. But it, the, the, you're right. The the crowd was going ballistic um yeah and then truly, we had to we had to hold them. amazing had to we hold did. them after that right yeah it was a, a little stand there at the end oh yeah. man good times joe those are some 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 good ass photos man i'm glad you sent you sent some really good ones some good ass photos good ass you, photos that's what i'm talking about um <laughs> rename your company that from all good ass, good ass photos <laughs> <laughs> so so real quick let's let's round out some some actual football talk um so cincinnati joe were you at the cincinnati game that was you were was. okay um Clearly, it, Ron's just trying to figure out who, who's, who's going to make this team and, and who's not going to make this team. So um, they made some clearly made some transactions that followed uh, that, that game because of the NFL requires them to get down to some, some roster cuts. So they released some Greg Stroman, Nick Gugamero's tight end. They activated tackle David Sharp, released Steven Sims Jr. That's the big one who's already already signed with Buffalo. Uh, release center John Toth. Then they re-signed John Toth. Then they re Then they just released uh, today uh, tight end Tamarick Hemingway. So the Cincinnati game had some had some repercussions. Uh, we saw the starters play what was it two quarters? 
two quarters, I think. Yeah. Um, and what, what I don't know. So I'm going to the Baltimore game on Saturday, taking the family. We're going to tailgate first one. We figured it was low threat preseason game. Uh, what I haven't really found out yet is, is, is what is, what is Ron's plan for, for talking about what, what is he going to do for Baltimore? Like I have, I, I don't know. Have you guys heard what, what the plan for Baltimore is yet? Have they put that out yet? He said the they're going to play as long as they need to start saying in his press conference today. He said the starters will play as long as they need to. Yeah. They said today yeah. Haneke and uh, uh, what it, what's his name? Montez were taking Montez. all the first team snaps today too. Okay. Um, so, and, and then, and then the, the 53 cuts going to be coming soon. I think they have, uh, that's the next big hurdle after this, if this game, because we're down to three games now and then a 53. So Joe, do you have any, any, any people who you think might be the surprise cuts? Who, who do you think might just might not make it? I just look, I think the defensive backs are where you're going to find the surprise names because I think everything else seems to kind of be working itself out. Um, I thought after after Jared Patterson ran back the kickoff return thirty nine yards, I was on the I was on the Cincy sideline for that part, and I thought that was the moment where he made the team. I mean, I, I don't think I'm alone with that. I think there's a lot of people who probably agree with that too. But that was kind of one of those where, okay, yeah, that that that's the play. That's the play that he needed to make, and he made it. Um, the defensive backs, I, I just think it's going to come down to how many. DBs they want to carry and how many safeties they want to carry. And I just think you're going to see like a guy, uh, I don't know how much of a fan favorite he is for you all, but like I appreciate what Jeremy Reeves did for us last year, filling in for when Landon mm-hmm. got hurt. And yep. he's actually, he's a really solid guy. He's a hard worker, but I also think he's one of those guys that you can probably get away with practice squad, right? Yeah. Where you can probably get him another year, over there, I, I just the competition is really, really stiff there, and I, I don't, I don't think you're going to cut one of your draft picks from this year, right? And right, you know, I think Apke was one of the names that people were looking at as well. But Ron, two days ago, three days ago, had nothing but praise for him and, and saying that you know he's got a uh, all four phases of special teams, and for whatever that's worth, you know that that's a big thing for Ron, and so. If you're keeping Troy Apke, it's got to mean that there's someone at the back end who's, who's got to be coming off. And who that is, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I don't know that I see any surprise cuts though. Um, right. Steven Spin. I didn't know that Sims was. I, I mean, I knew that he was kind of battling with, you know, for a spot. I didn't think he was going to go in the third week of preseason. Um, that wide receiver room is awfully crowded, but if you're talking DBs, like you said, I mean, there's that guy, Cole Luke. I don't think he's going to make it. Maybe practice squad. Um, Derek Forrest, like you said, draft pick, he's, he's going to make it. Jeremy Reeves, bubble. The Shazer Everett's a veteran. I, I, I don't know if they want to keep They love the Shazer Everett, though. They, they really do. He's Kasser. another guy who plays special teams like yeah. a madman. And Katzer. Yeah. Katzer isn't alone in praise for him. I remember listening to a Logan Thomas interview that he did uh, in OTAs, I believe. And he talked about the importance of DeShazer Everett. And he said that there's stuff that you just can't, you, you will never know because it happens behind the scenes. And it's, he is responsible for a lot more than what, you know, he probably is given credit for. And I've also heard the other thing about DeShazer is that practice just ain't his thing. And it's not that he's not good. He's not good practice player but his his what he does best is hit and he can't hit in practice the way that you can hit in the game um right. but i've man 
I, I remember the crack he laid on Daniel Jones in New York last year. Um, the boy loves contact. He loves to yes. hit. He loves to put a hit on. And Plays hard. Yeah, you, do, you, you bring that kind of energy and intensity and add in Chase Young and what Chase does, you know, all of that stuff kind of factors into the juice that they bring, as Rob right. Ron likes to call it. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know how many surprises you're going to see out of some of the veteran names there. So, yeah, I do think like Cole yeah. Luke, Jeremy Reeves – Jeremy Reeves is probably fighting the fifth or sixth D, DB on the team for for a spot. Right. Linebackers, I'm not sure who you know outside of the, the the main three four. I don't think John Bosick is going anywhere. Like he should. They just lot, don't have depth though. They just don't have the depth. He's, he's nothing like, special, but KJ Wright's out there. I don't know. The 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 thing with the the DBs, you touched a lot about the safeties. I think that you gotta watch the corners too because, uh, you know, St. Juice has looked fantastic. Pat myself on the back for being a fan of that pick early on. Um, and then that kid uh, was it McTire, who I'll, I'll say this, I knew nothing about him, but he's shown up. Uh, Jimmy Moreland's playing like he's fighting for a spot. He's showing up. We already know who the who the the big two are going to be. We know it's going to be Fuller. We know it's going to be William Jackson. It's everybody behind them. Who's going to be that nickel corner? You know who's going to play the slot? Who's going to do? And there's so many guys fighting for those last couple of spots at the corner that I think that that's going to be just as interesting as safety. And safety is going to be an interesting one too because we loaded up on talent. I think it really just Ron decided, okay, we're going to bring in as many good safeties as we can and just see who sticks around, who outplays who. Yep. But it's, yeah, that defensive backfield in general is just going to be nuts. And I remember sitting here this time last year, and all we talked about was, oh my God, how are we going to get through this season with this defensive backfield? We thought it was going. We thought they were going to be terrible. It's funny how it worked out, though, right? It is. It was, remember, <laughs> I mean, look, Dev was scared that Aaron Colvin was going to start. He was, you know, Dev was talking about putting Cam Sims at safety. Let's be real. <laughs> Dev was talking about putting Cam Sims right. at safety. Still am, by the way. <laughs> talk talk about a guy who's really kind of taking advantage of the opportunity. Cam, Cam I love Cam. I love Cam. From, That's from my dude. One man, like the guy, he works. He just works. He's a he's a Ron guy through and through, man. It's just he took his opportunity and and just kind of remade himself into into what he is. I'm happy to. I'm glad to see him producing the way that he produced. Who's yeah. the, maybe I missed it, but who's the guy you guys think are is going to get cut from that wide receiver room? Is that I, what you guys are right. talking about? I, I think that's right. We didn't say wide receiver. Yeah, we just said surprise cuts. But from the wide receiver room, surprise would be honey. Surprise, it would be Humphreys for me. I, yeah, I, I don't, it, like it's one of the things where I don't think it'll happen, but I understand why it would happen. It's like, well, do you really need a backup slot that's a veteran? You know, if 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 Samuels is healthy, yes. if he's not, then I. What are you going to do? Well, they're talking about Samuels going to play a lot of uh, wide as well, so that still leaves the slot open. But do you but do but do you keep a um, a one and a half million dollar backup slot to catch 15, 20 passes a year? You don't think Milne or Wright could do that? 
Yeah, and you and, also and, get, you also can put right in the backfield every now and then and run some gadget plays with him. Yeah, I don't right, right's gone. really because that didn't right's work gone. last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. See, you, you, I think he's gone too. But Ron talks talks. He brings him up a lot. Yeah, special teams. Right, special teams too. Yeah, and you can say well, Humphreys runs kickoffs back and punts, but so do the other guys. So does Kathy Younger and Cheaper. So Carter. Yeah, we're well, good. So we keeping four running backs then? I think we, we are keeping, definitely keeping four running backs in some way, shape, or form. Well, I think he used or... the Cincinnati game from what I watched of it. I, it felt like he was using that game to see if Gibbs, Gibson could run those short yardage situations so that he could maybe say, eh, I could probably get away with cutting this guy, Barber, man. Barber. Don't need Barber, uh, yeah. If Gibson's going to be a three-down back, you don't need Barber. Unless Gibson gets right. hurt, then you're asked out. Nah, that's so. it. You can find 100 Barbers, man, on the bench. Yeah, true. Like, well, as, before before we close down, I got to ask Joe two more quick questions. How do you how do you feel about ARP record this year? You know, you think we're going to be eight eight and nine, nine and eight, ten and ten and seven, and uh, two. You got to tell us what you. How do you feel about the name? So so rattle those two off, and then we'll close this out. Okay, I will give you before I answer these two things. I will give you guys a little bit of of what I believe to be true. I've seen enough of these cut days and enough of these last preseason games. If you watch the sidelines in this last game, in the second half of the game, the guys who are up front wearing the towel on the head, got their, you know, feeling a little bit loose with themselves, you can pretty much nine times out of 10 guarantee those guys are going to make the team. Mm -hmm. If you see the, if you look at the sidelines and you see the guys who are sitting back on the bench, got their head like kind of down or body language will tell you a lot in these last, in this last preseason game. So If you're watching on TV, anybody who's listening, if you're watching on TV, um, you know, you get some you get some sideline views. Uh, just watch for the body language um, because you can even tell in the Cincinnati game, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Moreland does not look like someone who's about to get, you know, a pink slip from Ron. He was looking right. mighty comfortable, yapping it up with, with Montez and Chase on the side, you know, jazzing up the guys on the plays. And so – you know, there's a couple guys, offensive linemen, you can kind of tell. You'll be able to go through them. So, anyways, that's just one of my tells. Um, you guys can use it if not, or prove me wrong next time I come on. Yeah. Sound like you're trying, sound like you're hitting at something. You know something you don't want to tell us. <laughs> Watch man. the sidelines. No, this, this, is a man, this is a man who's had those up close looks that we Fitz don't get. Fitzpatrick's getting cut, isn't he? <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> They, they told they told him to cut the beard and he didn't do it. So, yeah. Oh man, nah, we're gonna cut man. the we're gonna cut the dude then, all right? Uh, the all right, all right. So now, what was the what was question? So let's one? talk just quick shot, hip hip shot. What do you think the record's gonna look like? You know, so give or I take, plus it. or minus one. I hate the fact that we've got these weird numbers now with the records, right. yep. but I'm I'm gonna be the guy who says that it's probably going to be nine and eight. Yep, is that's where, where I'm at. Have them. Nine and eight. eight. And if they do, if they can figure some shit out early and don't get too far behind, you know, in the hole when they go through that murder row of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's brutal. um, It's going to be brutal. Seven and ten. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I I think it's I think it's like it's nine and eight or some variation of one to two wins on either side of that. I think that's like that's your delta that you're playing with. Right. And it all matters on a how they get out the gate with the first two games, because if you don't, if you don't win against the chargers Thursday night against the giants becomes a real kind of uncomfortable situation. 
Right. Like, because you almost have to win that game. And nobody wants to have an almost win in, you know, the beginning of the year. But the fact that your games against the rest of the NFC East are stacked at the end of the year, I mean, I guess you're not really ever truly out of it until you get to that point. But, man, going through that row of of, of the Right after the Giants, you have have Josh Allen in Buffalo. And then two games later, you have Pat Mahomes and then Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guy. I think that they're, I think that they'll have a winning record for the first time in God knows how many years. Um, and and well, it's not technically winning records because what did they get to last year? Seven and nine. Seven, seven and nine. Yeah. yeah. Seven. Okay, I can't even can't even brag about that. Yeah. Um, nine and eight. Nine and eight. Okay. I'll stick to nine, nine and eight. eight. Fair enough. We'll 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 come we'll bring you back on later and we'll we'll see how that goes. Do you have so, any so, cool? Do you have any cool uh, locker room celebration stories? Um, no, I can't talk about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is yes, but not for us. I can tell you that I can tell you that there there is. I mean, I'll say it now. Um, there are a couple. There are a couple games where uh, the, the team quit and the other team knew it. Carolina game, Jay Gruden. Carolina knew. They knew the, on the sideline. They were motherfuckers quit. They quit. They don't want to play. They don't want to play for that coach. That coach shit. I mean, you talk about like everybody on the sideline. You got any pictures of Jay Gruden with Capri Bibbs' uh, girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, man. Louisville L1C4 uh, Gruden. We love you, did, uh, what is it? What is that? Uh, uh, what's that? What's that place out in Ashburn everyone goes to? Uh, Loud one. Bar Louie. That's where he's at. Yeah. I don't got, I got four kids, man. I don't got time to be yeah. chasing Jay Gruden around. Yeah, exactly. Chasing, chasing women around. So what do you think about the name, man? How, how do you think the name's going to turn out? Do you have a preference? Do you like something other than, you know, more than something else? No preference. No. Do you like yeah, something like less it. than everything else? I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think getting too cute with this like commander stuff. Like I, I don't, I, I don't. I, I'm not. Look, I'm not one of these guys who's like stuck on. God damn it, we're not the Redskins, and or right. fuck everybody, and, yeah. and like it is what it is, right? We move on. Um, I kind of, I just, I wish they would have done Washington Football Club instead of team, and then I, then I would flat out say I don't want another team name. I just want to be Washington Football Club and have Washington across my chest, and I don't yeah. care about anything else. Everybody was already calling us Washington. For the two three years leading up to when it actually happened, at least all the, uh, you know, the the SB Nation. And, I like right. I like that too. Washington Club yeah. team, keep it. I like it how it is. Now they can't do that though, right? Right. I I don't think you can go from Washington Football Team to Washington Football Club, and I it just I, I don't. I just I, I'm not like you know I thought the Kraken what they did was really fucking cool. Like yeah. I thought that was a really cool rollout. Like just everything about it. It's, it's a it's a different name. And I just don't – I love Jason Wright. I want to caveat what I'm about to say. With, yeah. I love what this business team is doing now. And it, it was visible at training camp that oh, there are adults running the show now. Like Finally. they were physically touching the fans, like engaging with the fans. The Joey Colby Jones was walking around and introducing himself to everybody who, who wanted to meet him. Jason Wright was out there constantly with like one plate of food in one hand and his shaking hands on the other hand if, if he wasn't doing a dance with the fans. So like the business side of the house, they really kind of fixed that. Um, having said that, 
I've been around this town long enough to know that, like, I just kind of feel like they're going to fuck this up. Like, there's going to be some sort of a, it's going to come out and be something. And then, and then you know, wait for it. Yeah, you know how Twitter is, man. You know You're not going to please Twitter everybody, is. though. That's the bottom line. Whatever yeah, it is. What's going to happen? If the, if you, do you know how they can be guaranteed to fuck this up? Collars of unicorns or some shit? <laughs> Red wolves. Nah, that's what it's gonna be. That's what it's gonna be. That's the name. Horrible I'm cool name. With, I'm cool with wolves, man. Oh god, that is that is such a just my, wolves. Just I want I want I want like a I want like a cobra or something cool, like damn cobra commander symbol on it. Oh, wrong hand. <laughs> you know, I mean, I something. I want something cool like that, like like a minotaur or something on there. You know, like but red wolves. Red wolves is not it. Like a T Rex or something. I don't care what it is. Just hurry up and bring it out so I can buy some gear and cheer for you guys. I, I don't care. I don't. I Steve's care. already bought. Steve's already spent way more money than he should have for a name that's going to last two years. Keep it watching the football team, and I'll be even happier. It's going to be some non mascot like Revelations or the, the Fury or something. <laughs> <laughs> something stupid. I hear it well, all yeah. the all the so the local so Kevin Sheehan and all and JP and all local guys have you know the, this last week or so. B Mitch. You know, they've really come forward and said, you know, we we honestly believe the names already been selected and it's none of the names that we've been thinking of. So if I, that's yeah. any inkling of being the truth, then that's kind of a good thing. You know, they, they did she a had, free marketing, she, you know, so. Yeah, she I'm, had Ben standing on his show last week, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, I was listening to it on the way up to the game and he had mentioned he thinks that they know what, they, what it is already. They're yeah, just, they're just trying to. Make sure that they, you know, dot all their eyes and process, cross all their T's, and make sure that someone doesn't come back, uh, you know, two months afterwards. And like, did you know that the commanders actually murdered a bunch yeah. of Indians on a reservation in eighteen hundred? You know, what I mean, like they're trying to make sure that they don't go through one of those things. So I kind of buy into that. The other thing that Ben mentioned on the podcast, I know that y'all probably saw the making of the brand. Yeah, they did the bleeping and stuff. So Ben's theory was they didn't say shit. He yeah. was like, there is no way that you're going to tell me that this billion dollar decision was left to a video editor to go in there and make sure that he blurred it out properly and also added the effects to make sure that you didn't hear the name that, that Ron Too much risk. said. So, Too much risk. Uh, I was like, you know what? That kind of probably makes a lot of sense. But I do believe <laughs> that they know what it is. Um, I don't really I don't really like Red Wolves. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not... Not the fan of that. I, I liked hogs. I liked Washington hogs. I liked hogs too, a little bit. Just getting dirty in the mud and yeah. it's a throwback to kind of our old stuff. And I go with I bats. Just make up something. Like nobody is a bat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Name was the camels or something. Is there a, a goat? A goats would be cool. What if we could do the, the Washington Air Wolves? You remember street hog, those you know are Jed Michael yeah, Vincent if, if theme you old, if you old if like me, bro. on that name, honor the TV show and everything. That's right? the only way I'm getting behind Wolves, just because yeah. I, I loved that show when I was a kid. <laughs> but it would throw every, it would throw everyone for a loop because we all be waiting for like this animal to come out, but instead there's this badass yeah, helicopter. River yeah, yeah. Oh shit! We have helicopters. You got to play the theme music with it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I petitioned for fast blacks, but everybody got mad. For that, <laughs> that was his fantasy team name, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that was Deb's fantasy football team. 
Oh man! On that it's note, yes, and a compliment to me, you know. Joe. We want to, We can't thank you enough to come in and kick it with us for for taking the time out of your evening. We know you're a busy guy. We really yeah, thank great. you for sharing the stories, you know, about what you do. That's clearly you're very passionate about what you do, and that's just awesome. And we were so glad that we were able to, you know, ask those questions and you were able to tell us some of these stories. Um, so, where can everyone find find you and, and your and your team at on on social media? So we're lucky that all pro real at all pro reels was available for all of our social media platforms. Super easy. Um, we actually took into consideration when you've been in this game long enough, you realize that when your name starts with a, you're at the top of every media list. Um, and so when we go in, you know, to get our credentials and stuff, it's always at the top. So it starts with a, a L L P R O P R O E E L S. There you go. Pro reels. Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, and I think we're starting to. I think we're going to roll out a TikTok. Oh, I nice. won't be because I'm too old to be on TikTok. <laughs> I don't have TikTok <laughs> either. Um, I only have Instagram. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, we Instagram is where we make most of our noise. That's where we yeah. got the players, kind of you know sharing our stuff and posting our stuff, and it's uh it, it's fantastic. And we we exist because. There's fans out out there like you all who who want this content, and I appreciate you all providing us the platform in your group. Yeah, to absolutely. be able to share to be able to share our stuff, and um, you know, without you guys, we don't we don't do what we do. Um, so yeah, you're all please part continue of to share. I can't imagine how many pictures of yours is, are on someone's wallpaper or banner, and that's just awesome, awesome to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll go around the horn and do some shout outs. Uh, Dev, you got any shout outs for anybody? Mm. Shout out Aaron Colvin, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's going to have as many interceptions this year for us as he's had his whole career, which is zero. So he had one in the preseason game. Come on. Nah, don't let him, he had one in the preseason game. I'm gonna have to, I, when he was in Jacksonville. Preseason. Jacksonville. Preseason? <laughs> not the game. Not the game. We're talking about preseason. We're talking about preseason. Yeah. All right, Phil, you got any shout-outs? Uh, Shout-out to Rod, who couldn't be here tonight. Uh, Shout-out to Joe for joining us and uh, uh, bringing some amazing, amazing sideline stories. I mean, really telling us what it's like to be that close to the action. Um, but still bringing that fan's heart to it. And uh, from the group, shout out to Chris Blow. He's a relatively new, up. new member to the group, but God, he is engaging with people um, left and right, you know. And, and and that's the type of people we like in our group. We like people who stir the content, and uh, but stir it in a way that actually brings out discussion instead of just BS and 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 shit posting for shit posting shit sake. So uh, shout out to Chris, uh, you know, dude is a prime example of, of exactly what we aim to do with the, uh, with the Washington football addicts. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll shout out to Rod for not being here. Hey, and Joe, big shout out to you, man. Thank you for finally joining us. I um, hope we can get you back on later in the season and, and, and get your, your take on how things are going, get some more content and photos from you. Hopefully that we can, we can re, 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 reconvene and, and get some good stories from, from where we are, maybe at the halfway point or something. That'd be pretty awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you about all of our travels. There you go. Do you, so do you have a travel plan? Are you planning on going to um, every game home and away? Is that how it's going to be this year? 
That's how it's going to be. The only, oh. only thing I missed last year was uh, Dallas because I got COVID. Yeah. Oh, I caught man. the COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah, one thing, one thing. Shout out to Eric337Eagles for taking these two ass whoopings by watching football team in Madden 22. <laughs> if you want some of this, Pyrex Gods is my name. Own Xbox. Unless it's Parker, up. unless it's Parker Hamlet from Man, that's old. Man, I feel like I'm coming to America. S day one. S day one. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet because I've been busy, but I, I will get to it eventually. But all right, Joe, thanks for joining us, man. And we're going to sign out here. All right, guys. Ooh. Peace. Thank you. Peace. peace.